Hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business. I'm your host, Allison Hassler, with my co-host, Russell Williams. And this podcast is about doing big business in small towns in the Midwest. And we are here today with Tim and Lindsay Stockhecky. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for having yeah, us. Welcome. Yeah. And you are from the next town over, not originally, but your business is called Deliciously Ordinary. And yes. it is the most magnificent name. I would love for you to give an intro of what that is, and then we're gonna set, kind of come back down to where the origin story was. Okay, so Deliciously Ordinary, contrary to popular belief, has nothing to do with food. Um, a lot of people kind of hear the delicious thing and they think that it's uh, catering or a bakery, but it's not. So we do florals and decor uh, for weddings and events, and um, specializing fresh florals I should I should say and um, the name started because we many moons ago it was not uh, it did not look at all like it it does now and um, we were just uh, created it as an umbrella for anything creative we were working on and at the time it started as uh, kind of revamping furniture actually and um, we wanted it was kind of these ordinary things we were painting furniture and we were just doing kind of some different art stuff and it all uh, was seemingly ordinary, but we wanted it to just be really kind of delicious and amazing and extra special to us. And um, so that's where the name came from. And then over time, it evolved and grew into what it is now, which is, again, florals and decor for weddings and events. And this was one of these homegrown businesses. We've seen so many of these <laughs> pop up in the last several years. So how did that get started? When, when did it happen? And what were you doing at home? So it I guess was born how many years ago? Probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, wow. about 10 yeah. years ago. Um, again, just kind of in the evenings, we were doing creative things. Uh, Tim was uh, has a history in art, and uh, I just love creative stuff. And so it was really just kind of our hobby at home. And it did not, uh, we didn't have any idea of, uh, we had, didn't have goals, didn't have a business plan nor model. We had no background in business. We did not foresee it going, uh, we didn't know. We, we, didn't. Were, we were working in the garage and in our garden and in the living room and <laughs> paint everywhere and <laughs> materials everywhere. And True creatives. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it really was. I mean, there was just, it was just every, all over the place and kind of wild and crazy. And, um, and then again, it just kind of evolved and grew um, over time. So at the time we were working together. Um, so I don't, yeah, so I don't know if we kind of want to dig into like how that looked outside of kind of the creative stuff. So we were working sure. together in the social, social work field, which is where we met. And so that really was, um, that's something that requires a creative outlet, I think, for kind of anybody that's been in that field. Um, so that was kind of how was our creative outlet in that way. And we were in the social work field and then, um, yeah, I don't know how much we want to like dig into kind of how that evolved, but yeah. yeah. So, at what point did you think this is this might work? Well, okay, so so we should say so the program lost funding. So we had okay. been working together for five years. We both um, we loved our job, um, but we, then um, we were doing substance abuse counseling with with adolescents, mm -hmm. and, which and is great work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but definitely needed that kind of release at the end of the day. So that's yeah. kind of how it is initially started yeah um, yeah it was just our time to to kind of unwind at the end of the day and then when that program lost funding um i was i had, was still pregnant right was i still pregnant or had just had we, we, had, we had 
had Winnie and then two weeks later lost yes. my job. So the so. program <laughs> shut down when we had a newborn. Yeah. And so I stayed home. He was able to, you know, he found another job right away. And then that was kind of, you know, there was a shift where, you know, I was then home for the first time and kind of, you know, and then I got another job, but like just kind of over the years from that program shutting down to then kind of, it was a catalyst for realizing like, hmm, like there's something to this. And so I started kind of dabbling uh, more and kind of leaning more into that. And you continued on in the social work field and there it kind of started to, you know, evolve more into a, like, okay, this could be a business. This could be what I do, um, or ideally long-term what we do. And that's when it started to take shape. And so, um, that was a couple, about two years where I was, uh, I ended up working at the women's center and, um, and then just this like nagging feeling that, um, you know, I started doing, uh, event styling. I started doing just again, like just kind of any creative thing that like came my way. I was just taking on and you were really just supporting me in that. And then, um, my older sister passed away, uh, which was a really big catalyst for the realization that, you know, we have one life and it's so precious and you only get, you know, you, tomorrow is not promised. And uh, at that point we decided, okay, we're going to go all in with this. And it still had no framework for what it was going to be. So it was kind of born of grief. And then it was, okay, now we're going to figure out <laughs> how to do this, which is so kind of backwards and counterintuitive to what people think about business. But, um, yeah, so it was kind of this like backwards approach for us. So it yeah. was, um, so that was kind of how it, it evolved and um, into okay, it's going to be a business. I love this so much. Uh, how do we make this something real and something sustainable and something yeah. that you know is going to grow and last and be what we want it to be? Yeah. And how long had you been in the community at this point? Because you're not from Southern Illinois, the region yeah. we're in. You're from. Um, so I am from the central coast of California. Yeah. I'm from San Luis Obispo and I moved here 12 years ago, um, with an ex and now I have joint custody. So roots are here now, yeah. but, um, we met at work and you're from, I'm from Northern Illinois and the quad cities and Moline. And okay. so, but as for many SIU brought me here to do my okay. grad work. Yeah. And, Southern uh, Illinois university. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, did my internship work at the, at the detention center. So then they carried me on to get a job there and that's where we met. Okay. But um, I think a lot of it, once we started realizing that we needed to go in the path of making this a business, it was our yin and yang because uh -huh. yeah. she will jump at something real quick, kind of the flashy <laughs> balls and then let's get in there. And, yeah. you know, and I have that more approach of I have to stop, think about it and kind of how are we going to do this? How does that work? The financial yeah. sides and things like that. And so, yeah. But that combination at that time, I think um, she was pushing that and I was, you know, kind of hesitant, but trying to figure out how are we going to get our footing in this. And um, as that time went along, we were able to then kind of, she kind of pushed me along <laughs> to get to the point to where then the social work aspect for me was, was a fantastic thing. But as we've moved in through this COVID time, and like she said, we're seeing how things are being done differently now. And, and um, Well, in, in terms of being in the community also, I think being in the social work field, there's a lot of opportunity to meet 
a lot of people in the community. You go, you know, there's a lot of luncheons, there's a lot of conferences, there's a lot of outreach. Mm -hmm. And so we both have been, you know, even though we're not from here, we've been in the community in a pretty big way for mm -hmm. the last 10 years, you know. Um, so I think that was a big part of getting to know, and not just Carterville, but you know all all of Southern Illinois. Because the you can, when you were um, he did adoption therapy. I mean, how many counties did you serve? Nineteen. Not, the Southern nineteen Illinois Southern counties. counties. Yeah. So really, kind of being immersed in the entirety mm -hmm. of Southern Illinois. Yeah. So I'd like to go back to what you said that you did, you, you felt like you did everything backwards. And I think that's a true testament to that success in business, uh, especially small business and entrepreneurship. It takes so many different forms. Yes. And <laughs> Russ and I have had this really great opportunity to hear how the different, uh, you know, partnerships and businesses have formed and there is not one that looks like the other. And that's just so perfect for entrepreneurship. Yes. So I love that origin story of that. You're like, you know what? I don't even know what it's going to be <laughs> yeah, yet, yeah. but we're going to start to cultivate and kind of, you know, massage this as a business itself. Mm -hmm. So I want to jump forward a little bit and give the preface that if somebody was looking online or was at a wedding, you have such a signature look to your florals that somebody could say, I know exactly who did these. It was Dio. It was deliciously ordinary because you have such a signature brand um, to your florals and to your design and what you do, which I think is so beautiful. Thank you. And <laughs> so I want to go back to where, where this shifted yeah. into the florals and events um, and what, what yes. that looked like. Yeah. So I started doing um, styling photo shoots, which was, at the, I mean, I think maybe that was five years ago. And I was just supplementing in decor. I was just kind of staging stuff. And then I was, um, and then when I was kind of trying to find the floral component, I was struggling a little bit to find exactly what my vision was. And um, so I decided to make them myself. And um, the first the first time I did that, it was just a kind of fun styled shoot with a friend that was a that is a photographer. And I realized I can do this. I think you know. I think I'm. I have. I have a skill here uh, that I should kind of explore more because I didn't have any experience with uh, fresh florals prior to that. And, and then I just, the switch was flipped. I just realized I can do this. I love this. I'm going to. And I really, um, like he said, I'm very much kind of zero to 10 pretty quick. Um, I act first, think later, uh, which sometimes works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but I don't really foresee that changing anytime soon. And um, so I, I then pretty quickly started offering pop-up florals and was just making small arrangements and delivering them around the community. And we got a cooler in the garage. Yep. We just, we bought a, a floral cooler. Yeah. 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 We had a, I was working out of the garage and, um, and, and there were flowers in the kitchen sink. And I remember, you know, there was nights like kind of in tears of like, oh my gosh, I should be making dinner and there's flowers in the sink and is this okay? And um, in hindsight, it's kind of this beautiful part of the story because um, of our journey, because everyone's got to start somewhere. And that yeah. is yeah. where we were. And it, it's, you know, being self-taught and kind of figuring it out along the way, I think has allowed me to develop that signature because I did so much trial and error of like, 
what works, what doesn't work, what looks good together. And I didn't have some of the constraints of what you sh- quote unquote should or shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, and some yeah. of the things I do with florals are in the industry kind of like against what you're supposed to do. And, but it seems to be, you know, working out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where that shift happened. Well, you are self-taught, but you also, you've got resources. Yes. In fact, you're a prime example of how well-connected uh, resources can help you. Yes. And so talk a little bit about that and how, how that works in building your business. Because your online presence is fantastic. The social mm-hmm. media, the photography, the stories that you guys tell. Mm-hmm. tell. Tell us how do you do that? Who do you connect with to do that? Well, I think, um, I mean, he just mentioned the other day, he's like, without social media, we wouldn't not that we couldn't do what we do, but it would be, it would look a lot different and it'd be a lot more difficult because the access to resources, you know, via social media, like you said, it's just, it's really endless. I mean, you can connect with fellow entrepreneurs, fellow creatives. You can, um, we, we, in the beginning, especially I did a lot of like trade, you know, we're going to collaborate on this and it's going to be mutually beneficial and we're going to, you know, reach each other's audience and we're going to just, And a lot of it was just, we just really want to um, just create together and connect and, and share that with the community. And so a lot of it's been very, very organic and not, um, not, I I mean, I don't want to say there's not been a strategy, but kind of not really been a strategy. Like it's kind of just (laughs) been like, if that feels right, if that sounds fun, if that seems to be working, we'll do more of that. And that didn't work and we won't do that. And so it kind of has just been this, um, listening to kind of the pull of the people that come into, to, you know, our lives that want to, to create together and the access that is presented, you know, opportunities that are presented or resources that kind of flow in. Um, but they're really, you know, with social media and just the internet in general, I mean, we've seen there's, there's YouTube for tutorials. There are, um, so many different like online workshops and there's, there's really, I mean, if you want to learn something, you can, I mean, you know, I think, and of course there's different barriers dependent on, you know, everybody's circumstances, but there, you know, there's, there's, I booked, I don't even know if I should say this, but um, I booked my first full floral wedding before I had done a wedding. A wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never really done anything, and um, yeah. it's you know risk, Scary, risk cats out of the bag. Yeah, that's where it starts. That's where, but that you know, kind of not be you know knowing that. However, this is going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. and we're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. Um, has you know proven to be a good route to take. That's so cool. Yeah. That's that's really beautiful, and I love how you. And my favorite quote is that you throw spaghetti on the wall and you see what sticks and you're not afraid to make those mistakes and pivot when you need to pivot. Mm -hmm. And how many times do you think that you've pivoted over the last five to 10 years in this journey? You know, that's, that's, that's probably the business structure that you have is pivoting, you know, and not being afraid to do that. You almost have to because with weddings and stuff, there's seasons of it. Right. So then once we have downtime, what are we going to do now to really continue growing and having income coming in and, and yeah. just kind of pushing and we saw the deal. ultimate down season obviously with yeah. you know the shutdown mm-hmm. and so having to pivot through that you know mm-hmm. already having that kind of built into the structure of the business proved yeah. to be hugely beneficial mm-hmm. through the last year and a half right for us and i i struggled with you know i always have thrown 
far more than spaghetti on the wall. I mean, there's like spaghetti and there's all other things. And I have, I have always kind of felt a little bit like insecure about that because we, you know, typically you're taught like this is how things should go or should be done, or this is the order, or this is the way that it, you know, again, kind of that should word. And because that isn't how I am, that's not how we want it to be. Um, it wasn't until really probably this last year where it just kind of like really, really like embracing that. That's really what has proven to be a huge strength in this business is that ability to just like try all the, and I know it kind of goes against everything, um, but just keeping it open for the future pivot and for just to be able to add something more in or kind of trim something or expand, you know, and with him coming on board, we have so many ideas for things that, you know, just endless. There's literally yeah. no end to, you know, the, the ways in which we could kind of move it. Yeah. And moving from a home business to a storefront yep. in Carterville, yes. Illinois, yeah. um, was that part of the process of getting away from your fears and moving forward? <laughs> that, that was a big one. Yeah. Yes. That was a big one. Just, But also probably another one of me a little bit think like. Well, we didn't really know what, what a storefront would look like for us. We yeah. still and we don't still know. don't. Yeah. And, and figuring out, because when you think of florists, you think you can go in there and kind of pick what you want and say you need this and that. And, and really, as, as you mentioned, kind of the, the artistic quality behind her work is what people see and know. And that's what they want to come. They want something different than they want. So it, it is a struggle for those that maybe do come in just off more the street. More traditional, if they want more traditional. For just kind of, kind you know. Of. But... Um, that, that is what, what Delicious Ordinary brings. And that's what people through that social media outlet are seeing. And they're like, I want, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then the people that she's getting, the clients that are coming in, are, are allowing her mm-hmm, like that creative that. freedom to do so, which is yeah. fantastic. Because otherwise, then it becomes a little bit more yeah, in the box. Re- re- restrictive to what she's wanting to do. Yeah. And the space, I think, when I first started looking, was probably a little hasty for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. But as you know, you need these floral coolers and you need these things to really be able to put out there what we're trying to do then. And so once we were able to get in there. Well, and that happened very, so I started kind of looking just because. I got, I get the itch and I have an idea and I just kind of, so it was like, I want out of the garage and it was like, I'm going to be out tomorrow, you know? And then, and then a space was presented that had a walk-in cooler just by happenstance. And and then it was like, okay, this is really something that we can't, you know, we'd be silly to not jump at. Yeah. Again, how did the community help you do that? What kind of support, what did people say to you or was it negative? So I think that... For us, um, because how the business has evolved and because it's not what people are familiar with. So a florist, you think of one thing and it is changing, you know, that is changing kind of the idea of what a florist is or a floral designer, you know, that's definitely growing and evolving, but in smaller towns, that's still kind of, you know, happening. And so I think there was just a lot of kind of apprehension about like, what exactly is this and, and how, you know, who do you serve and when, you know, kind of what's going on. And so I think that initially there was just some kind of hesitancy about what, what's going on, you know, why, why can't we just come in in and get these things that are just a standard floor florist thing. And so I think that, um, 
I think that presents a really great opportunity, though, to kind of show, to be able to show, to define it yourself. You know, we've been able to define that for ourselves, and we have been able to kind of stay out of that box because pretty quickly it was like, oh, yeah, you're not in that box. So for some people, I think it's like, you're not in the box. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. <laughs> and then I think for for the other the, the other people and the majority of the people, uh, the community, um, they're excited about that. And so they they do. They support us. They, you know, um, yeah. So I think a lot of the support, too, has come from um, fellow creatives, yeah. fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah. That community has been hugely, hugely supportive. I just... Um, it's been it's been really phenomenal to just have that yeah just kind of the, that creative community. But when support. you came into your own with it and really wanting to collaborate with everybody, that that is where you really saw traction pick up though, mm-hmm. because okay, other yeah. people really you know. The, but initially, there. but initially with collaborating, there were some people the, that were, were very, very skeptics. Well, they didn't that. understand it yeah. because I, we very much adhere to the idea community over competition. Yeah. When business owners and entrepreneurs work together, even with the same, you know, the same exact service, it, that is just it's, it's beautiful things happen, and there's there's things that are created, and there are people that are reached that wouldn't have otherwise, you know, you may not have been able to access. And so, um, that is for some people that's a foreign concept or a newer concept or kind of a scary concept. And so, initially reaching out to collaborate with some local, you know, business owners, there was some kind of pushback and just confusion about like, why would I do this? Are you just trying to get free stuff from me? And you know, kind of things yeah. like that. But then those who did get it just it it just began to create this beautiful synergy throughout and I think that's grown and grown and allowed everyone to kind of just cultivate something really special yeah it sounds like the last when you mentioned that the last year is when you really just like embraced where your strengths lie that's when you decided to leave your full-time job to come on board to Deliciously Ordinary full-time, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you fully embrace your strengths and not let anybody else tell you that those strengths are weaknesses and you fully embrace them yourselves, obviously your business grew by leaps and bounds and to the point where you had to onboard (laughs) your husband. So let's talk about that for a minute and making that decision. It feels really amazing. (laughs) So I love I love that that happened um when when you made that decision to stop listening to any of the naysayers because you obviously very obviously have found your target audience or you, the target audience have found you through those collaborative efforts so i want to talk about what when that decision was made and when you brought on tim and mm-hmm. you know how that played out hmm. well a lot a lot of, well that had been the plan originally when we stopped working together six years ago and so, but how can we get to that? Yeah. <laughs> well, and we, we just knew we wanted to work together, together in one period. capacity yeah. or another. We <laughs> yeah. met that way. We like working together. We work well together. Um, so we knew that that was the long-term goal. We just had no idea at all what that would look like then. We didn't even know if that would be deliciously ordinary specific. I mean, yeah. It was such a foreign. It was just like, we want to be together. <laughs> well, it, it continued to where, yeah, she was collaborating and doing things kind of where it was hard to see 
kind of what the outcome would be from that, where we're a 95 degree and we're on a degree day and we're on a corner in Carbondale with a few buckets of flowers trying to, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, way back um, then, we're like, we don't know what this is. Or, or you know, these things where we show up and we're putting the time and money into all of these things. And, um, you know, how, how is that going to come back to us? And, and over time, it was because you were persistent about meeting with these people. But we still even, like... Um, even a year ago, we did not, our timeline was not one year. No, no, it was not. But COVID was, I think, the, the big catalyst for everything. Um, I, I loved social work, was, had been in the field for a long time, but um, there was stresses where I was working out of the home day in and day out doing therapy with families and yeah. um, crisis, calls crisis calls from our, our room. And it just, it, it, was, it was taxing over time. And, um, we got to a point where there was a few things that just kind of fell into place for us. And it was just one of those moments where it was, are we doing this? This, this is the time. Mm -hmm. And and we're seeing it across all communities. People are getting out there, trying new things. And, um, well, and I think, you know, through that, it kind of, we were able to kind of pause and see, okay, you need a change. We know that we want, you know, we want to work together at some point. I was looking at hiring somebody full-time anyways because I was just so busy. And we just, I think, kind of decided, even if this isn't, perm- you know, even if this isn't forever, right now we're going to try it. We're going to see. Because, yeah, some things kind of just back-to-back well, happened really quickly. last year all got canceled. So mm-hmm. then they all right. got stuck Bunched together up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. starting in May. And this was yeah. April, we decided. Yeah, we decided like, in April. Okay, well... I need to be on, we need to do this now. Boot camp. And so we jumped, I think my first week we had several weddings. Well, May we had 10 weddings. So he started like the week before, he started like the last week in April. And then we just like dove in with weddings. And here we are. Hit the ground running. And yeah. And and that's, I think one of the things too, once those first couple weeks of seeing kind of being there to see the process and then the outcomes and, and all these things, it was kind of like, okay, yes, this, this is where we're supposed to be at this time. Yeah. And so, yeah. Wow. That's it was, so it great. was a gut thing. It was a yeah. gut thing, yeah. which is again, I, he's the thing counterintuitive first. I, to so, me. So, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was yeah. like, he went with his gut on this one too. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a good trust there. Yeah. Hello, this is Allison and Russ. And thank you for joining us on small town, big business. We want to take a moment and thank our sponsors for making our podcast possible. We want to thank Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course, Union Street Arts. You can join the small town big business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen. Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, Apple, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Small Town Big Business or the Ethos Project at the Citadel Building in downtown Marion, Illinois, just contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org. Thanks again for being with us today. Now, back to our show. Let's talk about being a business and being a very unique business in small towns and which you are in a small town and it's next door so to speak to marion where we are right now uh, but you cover a big swath of southern illinois with your uh, with your service area so let's talk about that and how how this 
maybe would look differently if you were in a really big urban area and really what what are those things that you really like here that maybe you weren't you know that you just wouldn't be able to get in that metropolitan space so one thing for sure would be like the cost of our space is significantly lower than it would be in a city so um, the cost of that in particular is something you know my dad had sent me an article from my hometown of a storefront that was this teeny tiny little storefront that i think was like five thousand a month you know and that's something that is would be very very you know i am confident we could make it work <laughs> but um would would look a lot differently and also um because we talked a little bit about this uh is the pace of things in yeah. a smaller area um i think that there's you know there's just a, there's a bigger sense of urgency when you get into you know cities and, and metropolitan areas and we really enjoy the pace of southern illinois and that is something that has grown over time because i you know when i first moved here i did not maybe have that appreciation and then over time i've just grown to really love the this the ability to just move kind of at the pace that we enjoy and at the pace that it seems the kind of overall community is moving at. That's just a little bit slower, a little bit um, more grace for others moving slowly kind of through things. Um, and which, which with a, a business that is still evolving and is still growing and is still kind of taking shape, it's allowed for that. And I think that when you're in a, a bigger city and it's more saturated with people doing what you're doing, there is this pressure to do more, do it faster, do it better. And that's something that um again i believe that people in cities can can resist that and can do it slowly yeah. and at their own pace and all of that but i i i think that that's a huge benefit to running a small business in a small town yeah and then what are the challenges and obstacles of having a small business in a small town if you're going to tell somebody who wants to chase their dreams and they're thinking about here southern illinois marion illinois carterville what would you say to them you need you need to understand this or you need to look out for this i think um you know that there is going to be a, what I kind of touched on before is there's going to be some um, hesitancy about things that maybe are done differently or done in a, you know something that's new or different or out of the box. So um, you know being prepared for some of that persistence for for that buy-in. Yeah, depending on what it is, mm -hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. For us, because that could be I a mean, benefit you were too. Posting every single day, different you know venues or walkthroughs or florals or events or different things and. That, I mean, that social media aspect yeah, is paid off. Yeah. Especially in, in this area where you can, I mean, we've, we've fallen in love with the Shawnee National Forest. And so mm -hmm. a lot of the things that she'll do just for some of the um, photo shoots, we go out there and highlight different areas yeah. Um, yeah. and really trying to even just through that bring people in yeah. <laughs> yeah. to see what the beauty in this but i guess yeah is. another one is you know yeah. marketing is going to probably look a little bit different i mean some mm -hmm. people haven't um aren't as present on social media in in smaller towns i would would mm -hmm. say and so kind of figuring out you know what is you know what is marketing going to look like for yeah. me is mm -hmm. going to be dependent on the industry but um but you know I think in the last year, though, it's there's been a lot of momentum in Southern Illinois yeah. where I think um, it's become you know more accessible to more people. Yeah, I think. Uh, what are some other barriers to? Um, sometimes. Well, also, I guess if you're not, if you're not from here, that is another thing that people maybe are gonna. Um, 
want they're gonna maybe just be up to like cautiously optimistic like let's wait let's see can sure. we you know who, well, some, who some are these small towns have done things kind of the same way for so long that sure. something new that might shake yeah. it up a yes little bit, like who are you know what are their intentions who are yeah. these people what are they trying to do you <laughs> yeah. know um but i think you know i think that's okay it kind of makes you work for it mm-hmm. you know like it kind yeah. of it and then you you kind of have to have like skin in the game like the, and then it like i feel like for a while i didn't really maybe like i saw that as a barrier but now it's like it's kind of it's kind of good it's kind of you know people are being like really protective of what they know and love and mm-hmm. I, I think that's okay you know yeah. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> but Tim, you mentioned the Shawnee National Forest, and I don't want to skip over the venues yeah. that we have yes. in this region. Yes. What do what do they add to your business? Oh yeah, yeah. There are so many beautiful, beautiful venues, ones, and, yeah. and and they just keep popping. Up. They do, yeah. And there's been um, we work closely with a lot of the venue owners, and uh, I mean they're all just so really. You know, that's been a really uh, beneficial way for us to also you know have a, a referral source with venues and. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really beautiful venues, and again, they're popping up, and they're also um, in, you know, Carbondale's kind of like the hub, Marion, Carbondale are like the two, you mm-hmm. know, kind of bigger towns, but some of these smaller towns are having these really beautiful venues that are are just, you know, either just popping up, or maybe yeah. have new owners, or are having, you know, some really exciting things happening that are bringing in, um, brought you know clients from out of the area as well so i have had um just recently we've had several weddings where they had no ties to the area so the venues are actually you know bringing people in that wouldn't have otherwise necessarily visited and then all of their guests are visiting as well and that's a really really neat thing to see people and then hearing kind of what they're saying about we had no idea and you know we'll kind of share some of the things that you know, you should definitely check this out. You should definitely check that out. And they just really, you know, it's neat yeah. to see that kind of starting well, to happen. The venues are developing like a full week, weekend or week experience yeah. Yeah. for these mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a good variety, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have lake venues. We have yeah. the country farm venues. The we've got the wineries. Yeah. We've got the forest venues. Yes. Yeah. Rock, yes. rock formations. Yes. Pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. The variety. I mean, Absolutely. from river yeah. to river. Really cool. Yeah. 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 So, Lindsay, you talked about this momentum and the synergy that is around all of the collaborative efforts that you've been a part of and you're seeing it around and in the different communities. Can you talk a little bit more about that and why why somebody would want to be part of that? Because I see it too, yes. and it's really exciting. Yeah. So there, in the last year, there's just been a huge forward movement with, um, I think, collaborative efforts. I think that uh, a lot there's a lot of factors that have kind of contributed to this, and I think a lot of um, I think social media is a part of it. I think a lot more people are on social media, and they're seeing what is available and who else is doing it and how, and they want to be part of it. And so I think you know what what we're seeing, what's so exciting is that um, small businesses are collaborating and cross-promoting and everyone's kind of reaching everyone's audience and there's just this synergy um, that is bringing uh, small business to the forefront creative ventures to the forefront activities locally to the forefront and it's just really moving the you know moving southern Illinois um, forward in this beautiful way where everyone's anyone who maybe didn't know or, or hadn't realized, you know, there is so much going on here and it's exciting to be a part of it. It's exciting to be a part of that growth and that positive um, community effort, you know, and um, it's, it's just, it's really neat to be, um, 
to be a part of it, to see it, to be witness to it, and to know that there is a lot more coming. You know, the murals on the square, you know, that that appreciation for art and the community, the artists that are, are you know, have submitted them for the competition, and then to watch the, the community members that are all contributing to painting them. Yeah. And, the, you know, just... pictures next to them. Yeah, yeah, and really then it's bringing in, you know, then it's bringing in people to want to get photos there. So it's this, it's along the way there's several opportunities for community involvement so yeah. using the murals in as, as an example there's you know the initial um, you know seeing this is happening and that excitement yeah. of oh my gosh you know our community is prioritizing art you know and that's really cool and then there's the the second layer where then artists are applying and so then that's bringing that in and then there's you know bringing the community into then paint them and then people coming from all over to take that photo and then that spreading and so there's just this ripple effect happening yeah. that's so beautiful to see yeah there's a lot of momentum here and you know i mentioned earlier the chamber of commerce having a lot new of new members who have no ties to marion currently they're mm -hmm. from out surrounding communities but they want to be part of what's happening in Marion because yeah. the momentum yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well and all around southern Illinois because I think you know you have you then have yeah. um, people realizing the benefits of yeah. having access to you know Rendleman orchards that's you know right. could previously have seemed maybe really far away but it's you know then you kind of realize oh my gosh Southern Illinois really is really big yeah. and really accessible and has a lot yeah. going on yeah yeah, yeah absolutely right. so if you were to bring this back to either your former self or somebody that was just starting out what whichever avatar you want to pick yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's easier to talk to your formal self sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody else but somebody mm -hmm. that's just starting out and wants to get started in a small town in in the business, in entrepreneurship, what advice would you give them as seasoned business owners? So there are a lot of resources, specifically local to Southern Illinois. You know, the small business incubator is a huge asset to our region. And also, I think, um, you know, I would not give myself any advice because I'm all about, like, you know, everything that's happened has brought me right here. But if I was talking to somebody else, um, also, you know, touching base with somebody who can kind of help with the initial structuring of and kind of the tax stuff that, um, because depending on what you do, you might not know that stuff. You know, we didn't have a background in business. And so being able to, to speak with professionals who can give you that, you know, that structure and that foundation of, okay, I, I know that that's taken care of. And, and, you know, I think that's something that is really beneficial. Um, we have a great accountant who helped us with a lot of the stuff that was, it can just feel so daunting as a small business owner. And so I think that's something that's really beneficial for, um, you know, entrepreneurs, small businesses to be sure that those are kind of the first things that you tackle. And then, um, and then <laughs> I, I hate to say like, and then beyond that, like just trust yourself, you know, but having like a, a really, um, strong trust in yourself and your intuition and your gut, because everyone, you know, it is, it's only, you know, what works for one person isn't going to work for somebody else. And the way that I do things is so counterintuitive to so many people, but it's proven to be successful. And if I would have listened to people that said, you should do this, you shouldn't, or you can't, or you can, or however, you know, uh, we wouldn't be sitting here. And so I think having that trust in your yourself is super important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mine, mine would be, I guess, having that 
positive nature of somebody else to kind of g- yeah. give you that because um, the hesitancy is, is strong in, in you know when it's going to be then for your whole family and it's your your everything and um, when you don't know that lifestyle <laughs> that life it's it is a challenge so but to tell yourself um, that you can do it you can move through it and and find your footing along the way and I think that's what you're going to make mistakes Things are going to come up, and, and, and that's okay, but figuring out how to, to move through them. And, like, leaning on the, you know, if you have a community of other entrepreneurs or small business owners, I mean, you know, we have such a strong support from our friends in that community that that help you keep that, that faith in yourself. Because even though they may be doing it a lot differently and it looks totally, you know, their process and their systems are totally different, just, like, having that shared vulnerability that shared you know fear has such a negative connotation but there's so much fear involved you have to you know there is fear and you have to be able to like you know be aware of that and then move through that and i think leaning on those that that kind of understand that is super super important because it can be really lonely being a small business owner being an entrepreneur um anywhere and so being able to lean on others in those kind of similar situations is super important awesome anything more that we should add (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 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 i I got nothing yeah lindsay you're definitely the fastest talker we have ever had on this no not at all not at all (laughs) it is it's exciting we covered a lot of ground in lightning speed and it's i think primarily from the speed of your lips which is fantastic i think it's great no i think that's awesome (laughs) it shows you're not from southern illinois baby i don't know i like the slow pace as i just like i call every word you said i'm from here (laughs) yeah that's so cool. We are so happy you guys joined us on Small Town Big Business. Thank you. Lindsay and Tim Stockhecki from Deliciously Ordinary. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. I look forward to watching you guys and, and the growth mm-hmm. and the nimbleness that you do and pivoting. I, I'm so excited to look and look forward to seeing what happens and what's in store for you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And this was excellent. Thank you so much.